0: You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley, and now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris.
1: Welcome to another great episode of Asia Visited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris.
2: I'm the other, Daniel San Angelo.
1: And with us, as always, is our excellent producer, Jesse. Yes, I am. Who I almost just called Garth. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's world. Our excellent producer, Garth. <laughs> great, great, all right. Great, guys. Now, <laughs> continuing right, our, our Halloween... <laughs> <laughs> party on, Jesse. Our Halloween... Cov- <laughs> our Halloween coverage... We are Lost now doing The, early <laughs> the 1984 <laughs> classic Ghostbusters, one of my favorite movies of all time, if not one of my favorite, if not my probably f- honestly favorite comedy of all time. Love this movie. Up there with you, definitely. Uh, released on June 8th, 1984, the week after Star Trek III: The Search for Spock.
2: And I was two weeks old. Aw. <laughs> but you
1: knew something inside of you as that I started newborn baby. Dream, yeah.
2: You just like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly
1: Uh this was awesome this was interesting. IMVB rating of Ghostbusters is seven point eight. Stupid. Which on the Daniel scale isn't bad. That's still like a, a decent movie. With I know you know your score is gonna be higher than that. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes, ninety-four yeah. percent. I think this is the biggest difference we've had yet between the two as to the uh
2: the difference between, the difference between and what people Tomatoes
1: like one. uh on it. So I mean seven point eight really I don't. Did they not see the right movie? Was there I, I, some sort of director's cut? I don't know what worked? they
2: felt like. I would like to see the reasoning behind, like,
1: yeah, why did you not like it?
2: But I give movies some bad ratings sometimes. Yeah, unjustly
1: mm-hmm. so as well. So I, I can see how some people. But this don't is like it.
2: <laughs> this is one hundred and thirty nine, one hundred and forty six ratings, right? Mm-hmm. Wait. Seven point um, one hundred and thirty nine thousand, excuse me, one hundred and forty six users. Yeah, yeah. Well, well uh, there's, a, there's a, okay. Three hundred thirty seven user reviews. One hundred twenty one critic critic reviews. Still five hundred reviews, pretty much, and yeah, only seven point 8.
1: eight. Must be a lot of kids like, oh, this was nothing like Twilight. <laughs> this was <is> stupid. <laughs> there was no sparkling. The ghosts were like slimy. Yeah, that is gross. <laughs> anyway, I'm
0: pretty sure that's what it was.
1: I, I mean, it has to be. Everybody's got iPhones now, so any little prepubescent pussy can go to... I'd be like, <laughs> eh, this movie was dumb. My big brother likes this movie. I'm going to rate it low on IMDb to get him back. Gotcha. Whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it happened. It has happened. Trolling. Exactly. Budget was $32 million, which is pretty high for 1984. And that is estimated, by the way. Opening, it made 13.6. The domestic gross was... Uh, hold on, I'll make sure... Because there was some contest- contesting here... Uh, actually, I didn't make a note of it. The its gross was two hundred ninety one point six million. Uh, number twenty nine of all time adjusted. Uh, domestically it was number one for nineteen eighty four. Nice. Worldwide it lost. It wasn't number one worldwide. Number one worldwide was Beverly Hills Cop. Wow. Hmm. Now it hmm. beat Beverly Hills Cop domestically by four million dollars. Gotcha. So that's pretty interesting. A lot of times, the highest grossing movie over here tends to be the worldwide one as well. Uh, not in this case, but it was very close. It, yeah. We're talking, you know, less than 10 million, which I know is a lot of money to us. But when you're talking about it, made 291 versus 301, uh, that's pretty close, in my opinion. Uh, number two domestically was Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, number three, also released in 1984, Temple of Doom. Hmm. And number four, Gremlins, which we'll be covering around Christmas time, as it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. And number five, Daniel, one that we haven't done yet, but I know is close to your heart, The Karate Kid. Oh, was definitely the fifth highest-grossing movie domestically for 19.
2: 19- Eighty four. Uh, karate Kid is actually one of those movies that I know more than Trey. You probably do.
1: And I, honestly, when I, when I was young, when I was really young, I watched it a lot. But then, like growing up, mm-hmm. like more, you know, I'd say maybe I, it came on eighty four. I was four. I probably wa- watched it a lot till I was maybe six or seven. Because I was actually in karate. This movie, Karate Kid, made me want to take karate, yeah. which I got it to like a three strike purple belt. So I guess that's one step away from green, or I don't remember the order. But uh, then when I dropped out of karate, I kind of stopped kind of forgot about it i did watch the sequels seen all the sequels even the next karate kid with hillary's Well oh,
2: they get progressively worse yeah they do
1: they get actually <laughs> We can draw a t- we'll, we'll save that for the karate kid one mm. i was gonna draw a tangent but i'll save it till next time all right then. the karate kid time anyway back to Got ghostbusters quizzing to get to you know back to ghostbusters the reason for the season as we are in our halloween horror movie coverage uh, uh, directed by Ivan Reitman, who also did Ghostbusters 2. And he's also worked several times with Arnold. He also directed Twins and the classic Kindergarten Cop. And also Strikes with Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. So uh, a great comedic director. Very good in that mm-hmm. field. Uh, it was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. And also Rick Moranis, who was uncredited, so they say on IMDb, I'm not sure how much he contributed, but he's on there, so it had to be something. Uh, of course, Bill Murray played the iconic Dr. Peter Venkman. Also, of course, he, he was in Stripes as well as uh, Lost in Translation, Zombieland. Uh, what was it recently? Uh, the Wes Anderson movie. The Boy Scout one. Uh, I forgot. Know. I saw it and loved it. It's the best film of the year. I can't remember the damn name of it. <laughs> It'll come to me later.
2: Uh, It'll come to you in a couple of minutes. I'm sure. Or Jesse will pull it up.
1: <laughs> which she's not doing. I'm worried. on it. <laughs> but, uh, shoot, that really bugs me. That pisses me off. That pisses me right off. But I, I can't think of, the name of now. Movie. God, I can see Luthier. everything about it. I just cannot see the damn title of the movie.
2: Now he's not going to type it just yeah, because he no. wants you to be Okay, see, I'll,
1: I'll, let's see if I can think of it before the end of the podcast. Uh, but also, Dan Aykroyd was Dr. Ray Stance. He was also in Great Outdoors, Trading Places, My Stepmother's an Alien. Uh, Harold Ramis was Dr. Egon Spengler. He was also in Stripes, Airheads. He, was also, he also wrote Stripes and Caddyshack. I don't know if he wrote Caddyshack. I know he wrote a lot, but he also, he, uh, also wrote Caddyshack. And then uh, the lovely in this movie, especially Sigourney Weaver... Mm, mm, mm. Yep. Dana Barrett of course uh, Alien 1 through 4 uh, Paul most recently Paul and Avatar but uh, this is the movie that made me love her like as a 4 and 5 year old child like <laughs> she's so pretty she was gorgeous in this movie Moonrise Kingdom <laughs> I cheated Jesse pulled it up actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, best film of the year so far Everybody, go check it out uh, she should be coming out on DVD slash Blu-ray pretty soon uh, and then Rick Moranis, the great, nerdy Rick Moranis. Yay! That's good, because he doesn't get a lot anymore. He doesn't get no respect. <laughs> he uh, retired. Really? Yeah, are you just saying that? No, he retired. Beca- that's a, that's the, honestly the reason why he's not in anything? He yeah, literally yeah. retired?
0: Yeah, he doesn't want to act anymore. Huh.
1: That's, I did not know that. Do Interesting. Story. That explains it. But, <laughs> of course, he was iconic in this movie, but his most iconic role would, of course, be Dark Helmet and Spaceballs. <laughs> which we will do on this podcast as
2: well. I would and think of him as the dad on Honey, I That's the next I mean, Pretty much the, the three things <laughs> I
1: remember him from are Ghostbusters, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and Spaceballs. 5'4".
2: Yeah. Wow,
1: he really is short. That, like My wife is taller than him, and she's not taller than hardly anybody.
2: His
0: <laughs> personal quote right there.
1: I'm a single parent. I just found that it was too difficult to manage raising my kids and doing the traveling involved in making movies, so I took a little bit of a break, and the little bit of a break turned to a longer break, and then I found that I really didn't miss it. Nice. Hmm. So good he for gave him. It up. Yep. Well, I mean that's good because you know he, he probably has that anonymity now to where he could walk down the street mm-hmm. with his contacts in and nobody would even know who he is.
2: <laughs> yeah, which I a would, lot of people. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's in the middle of Disneyland. <laughs> Rick Moranis. <Laredes!" laughs> he gets like mob. No, <laughs> I bet he's gone because he said the "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" thing at Disneyland, Disney World is a 3D thing where you right, "Honey, right. I Shrunk the Audience." I bet he actually went to that like before it Just closed said, down. Right. And they made it Captain EO again, which was a good choice. And like nobody knew that they were in the room with Rick Moranis. <laughs> I like Rick Moranis; he was always great. He was always comedic. Uh, the lovely Annie Potts was Janine. Also, uh, I fell in love with her because my mom watched a TV show in the eighties called *Designing Women* with yep. uh, Delta Burke. Delta Burke and uh, um, I can't, uh, the old Julia Sugarbaker. I remember her character name. I don't remember her real name. She was married to Gerald McRaney. I, I know. Same name as the, the girl the that owns TNA. Same name. They have the same name. Um, Dixie. Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter. Yeah. Uh, I love that show. They were all as a kid. I was like, wow, these women. There's somebody are else too, but I there's they're 80s fashion. Yeah. Uh and I did not know this until I looked this up. She was the voice of Bo Peep in Toy Story.
2: Oh, I remember that. I knew I that, didn't. That. I, I might have heard
1: mm-hmm. that, but I, it did not register at all. She's actually held up. I
2: think she's I, pretty. I mean, yeah. yeah she. I, mean, she in, I don't like the short hair. And yeah, the side in of
1: speed, in uh, Ghostbusters, she wasn't necessarily I would say attractive. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, she was pretty, but Jean not Smart like was the other one uh, and designing. Drop down gorgeous as she was, I think in like design women and this her IMDb mm-hmm. photo. When she was in some TV show recently where she was seducing some dude. What was it was uh oh it's, uh, it's G C Good Christian Bitches, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It, it's some it's some show my wife watch, and I'm walking by and Annie Potts is in a negligee. I'm like, Holy shit, that's Annie Potts. <laughs> and she looks damn good for like however old she is. Yeah, it is. G C B. Good Christian Bitches. Also right. has Kristen Chenoweth in it and I hate her. I, don't I like just wish, like, a truck would hit her. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could put her in Final Destination when that bus <laughs> hits that chick, and could, she could be, like, talking with her annoying little mm-hmm. voice and her frog mouth and just... That was I'm a sorry. good sound. End right? of rant.
2: Dang, it now, see, good... look,
1: her IMDb photo, that's not bad. But, like, when you see her in something, she's just like... She's I just this, don't like her voice. She has, like, a snake mouth. It, like, unhinges from the bottom jaw, and it's like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a Kristen Chenoweth fan. My wife loves her.
0: I'm trying to think what I know her
1: from. She, she made Famous the role of uh, Glinda in Wicked on Broadway, and then she was in Glee a lot, and she's in like a lot of TV now. Oh, well, that's it? Yeah, all I right. think so. think mean, so. That's all I know her from, and I'm, I just don't like her. All right. That's just my two cents. You can like her all you want. I don't know. Anybody she... out there, I mean. Uh, I've heard the name, I just don't. The great Eddie uh, Ernie Hudson played Winston Zedmore. Of course, uh, I remember him mainly from this and The Crow. Have you seen The Crow, Daniel? Brandon Lee? A long Lee? time ago. Yeah, he was the cop in that. And he was also in the 80s classic Leviathan with Peter Weller, a.k.a. RoboCop, which you mm-hmm. haven't seen but you will.
0: A.k.a. Batman. I wish. Well, his voice.
1: Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and William Atherton played the despicable
2: Walter Peck. That dude, a great actor because you hated it, son of a oh, bitch.
1: Every single movie that he's in, he is an asshole. Well, th- like, you know what else he was in? He was in Die Hard. I don't remember. Oh well, you're gonna watch it because that's my, my. I mentioned like my Gremlins being one of my favorite Christmas movies. Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie because <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It happens on Christmas Eve. It's a Christmas movie. There's tinsel and Christmas trees and just, explosions and blood. It's I mean, like
0: in Lethal Weapon, they just throw the Christmas angle in there. Yeah, for that's, all no gotta, that's all you got. That's
1: all you got to do, and it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's like, okay, let's watch Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay, all right, let, now my pick, let's watch Gremlins. Okay, let's watch uh, Polar Express. Eh, okay. All right, my pick. Let's watch fucking Die Hard. No, she's like, oh, really? Like it's it's a Christmas movie. Yep. Lethal Weapons next. Get ready. <laughs> so we have good Christmas movies at our house. But uh, yeah, he was the uh, you'll see in Die Hard. He's like the reporter that uh, Mrs. McLean knocks out at the end. He's also the asshole in Last Samurai. So William Atherton. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think he's a good actor. But like more so than William Shatner, this dude is typecast. I mean, not th- oh, William Shatner. I guess uh, I guess that's a bad example since he has branched out a bit. <laughs> But, I mean, he, he any time you cast this dude... It's like, he's like Sean Bean. If you want somebody to die in your movie and have the <laughs> baddest, best, baddest-ass death scene, who are you going to call? you Are going to call Sean Bean? <laughs> oh, this character is going to die in this movie, but I want people to, like, really feel sad when he dies, even though he's a villain or whatever. Oh, Sean Bean. Gotcha. I mean, there was some... I think George Sakai posted, like... And I've seen it on the internet before, too. Like, uh, every so-and-so years, a Sean Bean dies. Like, there was a the ratio of how many times he's died in a movie and, like, you know, like support Sean Bean like not to die in, his, in everything he does but yeah I mean, anytime you're an asshole you get William Atherton anytime you need somebody to die heroically and pull the heartstrings, you get Sean Bean hmm. so that's pretty much it as far as the cast goes a fantastic cast there's not yes, a weak is. link in this cast love it to death uh, I mean every every one of them fits their characters so well like there's so many memorable quotes in this movie it's one of those like I mentioned like for me Batman I'm sure this one's probably one for you too Especially this time of year being Halloween. And actually, I drive a white Scion XB. My front license plate, because unlike California, we don't have to have a front license plate legally. My front license plate says Ecto One, and it's a white XB. So I represent the GB in the BR. <laughs> so I love Ghostbusters, which goes without saying, because I pretty much love every movie done on the podcast so far, with the exception of one. Mm. Uh, but Daniel, I know you've seen it. This is one that you have seen a lot, but we have yet to hear what your full opinion on it. So
2: you. You pretty much In charge up that proton pack, and you pretty much said everything Aww. that I was gonna. No, I mean repeat it. <laughs> I, I love this movie. I have watched it a little kid. It is has aged very well. Like it's one mm-hmm. of those even continuously one. There was always those certain scenes that I liked more. I mm-hmm. used to wait for that marshmallow man, like when you yeah. first saw his head. I love the footsteps. Like the yeah.
1: boom, his walking sound is. I wish that was like my ringtone. Like boom,
2: boom. Um, boom. The ghost at the beginning used to kind of scare me oh, when I was little.
1: I don't know. I can't say the first movie I saw in a theater, but I distinctly remember seeing Ghostbusters in a theater, mm-hmm. four years old, and the librarian ghost scared the crap out of me. Now the
2: dogs scared me worse. I don't,
1: I don't know. I, I, think we, I think we had. It seems like yeah. we had this discussion before. Yeah. I'm a dog lover, so I guess the dogs never bothered well, me, me too. I'm not, not saying you're not a dog lover, but I mean like <laughs> I don't know. I guess I love them a little too much. Even <laughs> demon dogs don't scare me. But, the, like you it's said, the, when, I, when I was a kid, I would hide my eyes when I watched this, like, on VHS. Yeah. Like, after seeing it in the theater where, where she screams and her little demon horn titties come up out of her shirt and her face comes out and scares the piss out of everybody, it scared me. I would, uh, I would hide my eyes on that scene until I was much older.
2: And then when you, as you get older, the, the script starts to get better to because mm-hmm. you, you understand more. Yeah,
1: it- I mean, I didn't know what it meant when he said, are you currently menstruating? Yeah. I didn't yeah, know that until like- I was, you know... Fifteen. <laughs> ah. So, now I know why that dude's like, what does that have to do with anything? I still don't that know what that pow. means. <laughs> so
2: that's one of the things. Well, where, Jesse, you see. <laughs> it ages really well. I can I can watch this anytime it comes on TV. It's still funnier I'll than
1: 90% of the movies yeah. that come out that are pure comedy. I mean, this is, you know, it's a comedy, but it's also... It's in my you know,
2: top, uh, top five favorite comedies ever. Oh, no, definitely. definitely. I mean,
1: honestly, I mean, there are movies I think that I probably laugh more at, but I will never watch them as many times as I've watched Ghostbusters. Yeah.
2: It's... It's iconic, especially it's- Bill Murray. Oh God, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, all of them. And me and Trey and Jesse kind of have a friend uh, that reminds me of Egon. Brock reminds me of Egon <laughs> <laughs> with hair. Yeah, and hmm. I love Egon. I love Brock. Like Egon's think, my favorite character by far. Yeah, just he's so he's so odd. not a good word. <laughs> what, what's a good word? Eccentric, but cool. dork. Yeah. But he's cool. Like, he's really yeah. good. Like, you would want to hang around him.
1: My favorite line out of any of the Ghostbusters, actually in part two, or in the courtroom, they give him their proton packs back after the brothers pop up. And Bill Murray's like, "Do." And Ray's like, Ray. And Egon's like, Egon! <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest thing. Like, oh God. Like, I lose my shit every time I watch that movie. Like, if, if I'm feeling bad, like, if, if, if you ever come over, I ever come over to Jesse, and I just look like I'm down in the dumps. You know, whatever happened, I had a bad day at work, dog died, anything like that. If you just play that scene, just hearing that Egon will make me insanely happy. It will guaranteed put a smile on my face.
2: Collect sports, molds, and fungus.
1: <laughs> actually, and my favorite line on the first, well, I was going to actually say this later while we we're on the topic, like, there's so many lines in this movie, they're just so, I just love quoting them, like, for no reason, even even though they don't fit what yeah. you're talking about. I'll be at work, Like at work today, because I watched it last night uh coming up with the questions for the quiz i'm just like uh one of the girls we have a in our office sometimes i put out roach traps and like every now and then one will die and it'll die in the open and i'll pick it up and i just like it didn't really fit the context except there was a roach i'm like ah somebody saw a cockroach on 12. (laughs) it's like what i'm like it'll bite your head off blair (laughs) yeah
2: looked at me like i'm crazy (laughs) but i knew what i was doing
1: (laughs) and that's what mattered i was quoting (laughs) ghostbusters Exactly. My favorite line in the first one, akin to the Egon, is another Egon line. It's when they're capturing Slimer. And, like, we kind of talked about it a little bit before we started recording. He's like, Venkman, shorten your stream. And then uh, Ray throws the trap out. He's like, I'm opening the trap. Don't look at the trap. And the first thing Egon says is, I looked at the trap, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you know, like, it's just so funny. Like, everything in this movie is just
2: so freaking hilarious. Uh-huh. It's so well written. Bill Murray has some of my favorites. Um, we came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Yeah. The, the flowers are still, still standing. standing. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, of
1: course, I mean, the most memorable I mean, we'll get into it with the trivia, too, but uh, the. Uh, I even like two Mother Puss Bucket. Yeah. yeah. Mother <laughs> pus Bucket? Nobody steps on a church in my town. You know, it's fucking great. <laughs> you know, and Winston,
2: uh, if
1: somebody asks if you're a god, you say
2: yes. I like when Lewis says, uh,. Uh, watched a 20-minute workout and fast-forward and it only took <laughs> ten, me 10 minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> Got a great workout in. <laughs> I love that scene. You want
1: to come in for a vitamin or a mineral water mineral, or something? Yeah. Vitamin water. I was not even invented them. <laughs> God, so awesome. But I love it. But we... Go ahead and hit the trivia real quick and, uh, before we do the quiz. But um, speaking about the movie lines, the uh, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. That is the number 68 on the 100 greatest <laughs> movie lines by Premiere. Not the AFI one that we've done before. I think last episode The Shining was on that one. Uh, and then, well, there's something you don't see every day. was voted number 19 on the same list by Premiere. Of course, Premiere's another. I don't know if you know it for me with that one. It's like Entertainment Weekly. It's a movie magazine, overpriced. What
2: the hell are you doing? I like that <laughs> line,
1: too. <laughs> oh, He's like, oh, I'm sorry. We thought you were someone else.
2: <laughs> it's
1: just great. And He's
2: then, looking and even, at me.
1: Even just the reactions were like... We never tested this before. Each of us have a thermonuclear device strapped to our back and Egon turns it on and he's like backing up in the corner like that's going to protect him pretty, somehow pretty something Pretty much pushing, happens. yeah.
2: It's pushing Vangman out the way. It's
1: so great. I mean, this is a movie where, again, perfect casting. You have four, pheno- two, three three phenomenal comedians and of course, uh, Winston, uh, Ernie Hudson is kind of shafted because originally, and we'll get into this now, Original, originally the movie was written for John Belushi to play Vangman, John Candy to play uh, Lewis, and then Eddie Murphy to play Winston. And then actually Gozer was going to be played by Paul Rubens, Because it was going to be like a, the designer of the building uh, was going to be what he was going to be. But of course, unfortunately, John Belushi died. So that kind of set the production back a bit. Uh, John Candy, they had a difference of opinion. Him and Ivan Reitman had a difference of opinion on how to handle the Lewis character. John Candy had this idea that where he would speak in a German accent and have two schnauzer dogs. and be like a... I mean, you know... I'm sure it might have been funny, but it definitely would have been out of place as to the, looking at the finished product. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Eddie Murphy backed out because he got offered Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop, Cop, which was a good decision on his part. Yeah. Not the one I would have taken, because I would have I would rather have been a Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, him being a Beverly Hills Cop pretty much made him the star he became in the 80s, like as far as film goes, sort of like how Adam Sandler had after Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore kind of eclipsed the SNL mm-hmm. aspect of it and all that and made him a movie star. <laughs> It was a good career choice for him at the time until uh, Pluto Nash and Haunted Mansion and mm. other disaster pieces. Yeah, but uh, that's... He's doing all right. Yeah, I'm sure he can... He's doing fine. Would have been interesting to uh, see Paul Rubens in it, though. Oh, instead yeah. of the, uh, the
2: that chick. chick was?
1: They had her name written down, but I didn't write it down because I do not think it was that important. Who? Gozer. She's Gozer. Everybody knows what Gozer mm. looks like. Uh, the original title was Ghost Smashers. <laughs> Just not as catchy. Mm-hmm. we're the ghost smashers who are you going to call ghost they have mallets smashers. and like run around like that. <laughs> wouldn't have worked and this was cool Michael Keaton actually turned down both the roles of Venkman and Egon hmm. so that could have been because of course again this is pre-Batman too yeah. you know Michael Keaton is a comedic actor basically at this time as far as films go and uh, the thing too about the Egon character is Harold Ramis didn't want to play in the movie yeah, he wrote he, it. he sort of yeah. got you know well you should just do it and, oh okay which is great because he's my favorite character <laughs> uh, and just great on it and then speaking of Egon other actors considered for the role with Christopher Walken uh, John Lithgow Christopher Lloyd and, and, uh, and Jeff Goldblum the star of the next movie we're and doing fungus The Fly uh, so that would have been interesting Walken <laughs> like you said spores molds and
2: fungus and fungus you know <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine now that. you're thinking other lines he would look twi- like a ghost the Twinkie would be 35 foot long and weigh 600 pounds it's a little slower like right. you'd Sorry. have it down just a little
1: little. the Twinkie would have been 35
0: <laughs> the secret to a good Christopher Walken is single syllable words should be two syllables <laughs> that's a good and then <laughs> then you could do a great Christopher Walken
1: that's Locken. A wow. good point. No. <laughs> point. Anyway. So
2: now I hate to, to, to keep reading. you got to think walking. about that
1: one. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, according to Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramis in the commentary, in the original rough draft of the movie, the story was going to take place in the future. And there were going to be teams of Ghostbusters all over the nation, and they were basically like paramedics or firefighters, thus explaining why the headquarters was in a firehouse. Mm. But according to Reitman, the film would have cost at least $300 million and $84, which would have made it the highest, most expensive movie of all time, even today, if you look at $300 million and $84. So uh, that's when Harold Ramis was brought in to rewrite the script in modern times. That's why we're not the future busters, future ghostbusters. So that was a good choice.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
1: The uh, Safe Left Marshmallow Man was originally supposed to come up out of the water next to the Statue of Liberty to give it a sense of scale, like how big it is. But the shot was too difficult at the time, so they... They couldn't do it, but I they convey like the it fact pretty of well.
2: Seeing yeah, his head first.
1: Yeah, like, surprised, all I'm all like those, what yeah. the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Mr. Staple. Of course, we mentioned John Belushi passed away before the movie, and uh, so on set, Dan Aykroyd actually referred to Slimer as the ghost of John Belushi. So like mm-hmm. that's John Belushi is in a sense and spiritually in Ghostbusters as Slimer, and uh, and they never call him Slimer in the movie. That actually came later in uh, the cartoon yeah. where they actually called him Slimer, uh, but he was actually on set they called him Onion Head because he st- the puppet stunk so bad <laughs> so it was called Onion Head because of the smell uh, this was pretty cool the demonic voice of both Dana and Zul was done by Ivan Reitman the director uh, and then I noticed this too watching it uh, you can see on the tip of the proton I guess the wand part of it the part they're holding you can see a flashbulb at the tip and those lit up when they actually pulled the trigger so the special effects people could you then know, tie in the, yeah. the bolts or ribbons whatever you want to call it from the, the proton packs and then uh, the firehouse set that they used for the Ghostbusters headquarters was actually reused again as the mechanic shop in the mask. Oh, and if you go wow. watch that scene where they wheel them out, where they say, we need a proctologist, when they got the mufflers up their ass, you can see it's the, it's the nice. Ghostbusters house without the sign, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man suits cost approximately $20,000 a piece, so fat chance of any us beating them for Halloween this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only three were made, and all were destroyed over the course of filming. <laughs> So, I assume from just wear and tear, and then, of course, one was on fire. Yeah. I would not want to be the dude in the suit when it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's really on fire. Or, he really was on fire. It was really hurting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. It would have be been interesting to see, like, like, the offset footage as they're filming that. Because hmm. you always see when people are on fire on a movie, they'll fall to the ground and, like, slap the ground. Like, that's, that's right, usually right. the cue you see. Like, that's when we'll come and put you out.
2: Well, that would have been <laughs> fun to see a
1: Stay Puft Marshmallow man on the ground, flapping, like, <laughs> Or screaming, put me out. Anyway, the marshmallow goo was actually shaving cream. Yep. And more than fifty gallons were dumped on William Atherton at the end. Oh, yeah, almost a knocking him down. <laughs> so he took a he took a shot for the team of white stuff all over. <laughs> it was a big shot. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll keep it a little cleaner. We'll cl- let's clean this show up. Initially, uh, Ray Parker Jr. was having trouble writing the theme song for the film, uh, and then he saw a TV infomercial late at night, and that kind of gave him the idea for almost like a jingle-esque version, which you know kind of is "Who You Gonna Call?" So that's kind of what inspired him to come up with the, the uh, lyrics and everything of the song. A very iconic song, I think. Oh, yeah. Even as a, there's actually uh, when I was a kid, I had a tape deck, and I, one day I went out on my porch with this song playing on my cassette tape, dancing to it. My parents secretly videotaped me through the blinds, which I never knew. And they played it back for me at like my birthday, like I don't know when I was like 21 or something. Oh, some a birthday idea. party embarrassed the crap
2: out of me. I went to your birthday party. It might have been your 21st one.
1: No, that was, wait where the the it's the airwall? Grandparents. Wall? Oh, that was for graduating LSU. Oh, okay.
2: Never mind.
1: So that that wasn't a birthday, but it was I better. It was better than any birthday party I ever had, Mom. <laughs> Guess I just got to graduate college again, and maybe I'll get an b- even better party. That was the highlight of my college career. It was the party afterwards. I had, had a spacewalk. It was great. A lot of fun. I miss that spacewalk. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Ray Parker Jr. and the iconic song, uh, Huey Lewis and the News turned down an offer to write and record a theme song for the film, which uh, they actually later sued Ray Parker Jr. for plagiarism, citing that the simula- similarities between Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters theme and Huey Lewis and the News' song I Want a New Drug, and they settled out of court. So there, whoops, something like a little bit. There could have been something to that. You know, if the sale out of court, obviously that means, you know, let's quiet this. Yeah. Excuse me, keep it quiet really quickly. So that was interesting. Uh, there was an even more ferocious version of the library puppet that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid, but it was rejected. But it was recycled and used in another successful Columbia Pictures film release one year after this one, which was Fright Night. Never was. It's awesome. We'll watch it. We won't watch it on our Halloween coverage this year, but we will get to it on the podcast. Of course, it was recently remade with. uh the dude from uh, Star Trek and Terminator Salvation, and Colin uh, Farrell, who did an awesome job in the film, and then uh, I think the guy that currently plays the current Doctor Who was played the uh, Peter Vincent character in the remake. But the remake's good. Like I, I remember one. Whenever say we were dogging a remake, I was I wanted my tirade about remakes for yeah. something recently. <laughs> and uh, but the Fright Night was yeah, mm-hmm. the Fright Night was actually a decent remake. They they actually paid homage to the original while setting it now yeah and it was really it was I, I enjoyed it again I'm a Colin Farrell fan I think he's hilarious and he's really funny in this movie but it's well acted it's well done it's not a piece of smoking crap like the Halloween remakes or uh Friday the 13th remake anyway <laughs> just
0: need that in there yeah found a video that uh Ray Parker Jr. versus Huey Lewis in the news if you're curious about that oh, let's give it a little song let's see what they did which they probably, I'm not familiar with that song at all Okay, so here's Ray Parker Jr. Chartbusters, as this thing says for some reason. Yes, we all know this one. <laughs> Let's see if we can find Huey Lewis. Eh. Yeah.
1: I don't think enough to where I'd say, no, I didn't rip you off. It'd be funny
0: if the things starts playing. They should, they should play them together. <laughs>
1: Go, go like a little bit later on. See if they like overlap
2: that kind them. Of sound like it,
0: right there. I don't know about that one. I
1: don't. I don't hear it. But again, I mean, Jesse, you, you're very musically inclined, so I mean,
0: yeah, I don't hear it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, actually, click that one where you're at there. Oh wait. They don't mix like together, it was, but yeah. Like They're like doing it over to where you can kind of hear. I mean, I vaguely hear, like, you know, it's got a down, mm. down, but I don't hear, like, a but I mean, there's millions of freaking songs out there, so. I mean, look at any punk band. You know, there's a, a, there's a plenty of punk songs that sound similar because I use the same three damn chords, just in different progression. Yep. yep. So, I don't see. I want to give him Huey Lewis any money. He just got, I think he got pissed off that he didn't accept the uh, contract to write the song for this, you know, the highest grossing domestic movie of the year. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm going to try to get some money out of because I'm Huey Lewis and I'm washed up. I'm playing stupid movies that don't make any money with Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: Well, he did Back to the Future.
1: That's true. <laughs> that was eighty. What was Back, back to the Future? Was eighty-five. Eighty-five. Oh, so that he learned his lesson. Yeah, and he's he was like, like, I'm oh, not turning it down. Another there's one. money in this. That's a good point. <laughs> now we know why he did it, though. There we go. But his Back to the Future songs are really good. So to his credit uh, until the release of Home Alone. And I think ninety-one. I think was or ninety was Home Alone. Ninety, ni- I think it was ninety. Uh, this was the highest-grossing comedy of all time. Deservedly so. Uh, we mentioned the movie's lines Uh, and this is pretty funny or interesting I should say not so much funny Uh, coincidentally for a movie about ghosts and ghost busting the filming of the jail scene uh, was actually in a prison reported to be haunted and the dailies that they got back as they were viewing the footage had scratches all over them unexplained scratches on the dailies (laughs) uh, with no apparent physical cause like a camera malfunction or anything they could figure out and Ivan Reitman was actually concerned about returning there to reshoot some of the scenes but uh, fortunately they had enough footage shot that was usable To get the scenes they needed, and then have to go back to the supposedly haunted prison.
0: Some PA dropped it and blamed the haunting. Oh yeah, who's a
1: ghost? (laughs) Who's a ghost? (laughs) That's highly, highly possible. But uh, that's it for the trivia. So, I think it's time for a little Ghostbusters trivia. Or that was Uh it for the movie trivia. (laughs) Behind the scenes trivia of the movie. Now it's time for some personal trivia to each other. I don't know. Help me out here. Help me phrase this. Let's see how much we know about. How go you want to work this? You want me to ask my five easy ones and your five easy ones? Just go one back,
2: back and forth, back and back forth. And forth.
1: Yeah. Okay. What we did, everybody. Uh, we're doing a little bit different from the Willow quiz. Uh, we just basically we each came up with 15 questions. Five what we considered easy. Five that we considered medium difficulty, and five that we considered hard. So let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. Round one, easy. Gotcha. Uh, what feature of the firehouse persuaded the Ghostbusters to buy it? You guys got to try this pole. <laughs> Correct. That's my favorite part. I didn't mention oh, that uh, line yeah. earlier we were talking. Cause like, Have you tried this pole? <laughs> no, no, the, the, the best part of it is, does this pole still work? <laughs> I'm sure it still works. <laughs> I hope so. Otherwise, about the, he's about to bust his ass. No joke.
2: Ju- <laughs> All right. Here's mine.
0: Yeah, just give it a
2: quick tap. Since you actually answered this question already, <laughs> I'll go ahead and ask it. What is the license plate called on the Ghostbusters car? Ecto Uno. I knew that was going to be easy because <laughs> I have, you that, have license that license
1: plate. <laughs> <laughs> I, and real quick, Simon, I, I had the hardest time coming up with the easy questions.
2: That was the last ones for like, me. Like I was like, are these,
1: this is just too like oh, I'll consider this hard or medium. Mm-hmm. I need something like not stupid easy, but like what would you consider easy? So I was, <laughs> that was the that was actually the last five I came up with were the easy ones. Anyway. Uh, my easy question numero two. Oh and which you answered already actually yourself uh-huh. what does Egon collect as a hobby
2: spores molds and fungus oh I forgot to do that for you I'm well sorry. for me okay well, this is easy for me, I guess <laughs> alright maybe we should have done three easy questions <laughs> this is I would think easy if you kind of think I'm, back on it I'm scared now how many times did Lewis lock himself out? Oh, that's
1: that's easy. You consider that easy? Uh, I can. I can. One, give... two, three. Yay! Yay good job. <laughs> <laughs> good job. When we get done, I want to check. Like after we see like what happens, I got some like ones like because I know you're very, you like numbers. Uh-huh. like with the you remember the distance of signs the hit that Meryl hit and yeah. so I, I tried to like find some ones like that too but I had some like ones like there's no way he can know this number but we'll get into that after I'll bring up my like unused questions and we'll see uh, let's see my number three easy question which character is the key master um, which character or actor either one.
2: Oh, the key master is Dana Barrett otherwise known as Zool. oh Oh, oh that she, is incorrect. Asked, she asked, are you the gatekeeper? I'm sorry, it's Vince Clortho, my bad.
1: No, Rick Moranis is the yeah, key but Yeah, but
2: his name is Vince Clortho yeah. is on the thing. That is correct. I was I'm, confused, I'm sorry. I'll give it, I understand the confusion.
1: <laughs> it's acceptable, I'll give it, I'll give okay, it to good. you.
2: Remember my generosity later on. Because that was like scary. <laughs> I should have known that. Well, I didn't know it, I just said it. Yeah. All right. Early on, what is the first card that Vinkman? shows. Oh, shit.
1: I actually thought about a question about the cards, and I gave it I have an easy one on here, so I know you're gonna get that one. The, was it a... Come on, I want you to get this. Oh, God. I remember, like, there was... She showed the dude, the first one. Was the first one a star? Yes. Okay, because I know she says a star, and I remember, like, that, uh, the dude had that one or something, so... Good job. I was sweating. Okay. Number four, easy. Yeah, I might have said have one easier than... I I, I, I'm, I'm scared of your medium and hard ones now. <laughs> Play along at home. Yell the answer out. If we hear you, we'll, we'll oh, acknowledge Oh, here, it. I got an easy one next. So. Uh, okay, number four, easy. What must never be done with the proton packs? Cross the streams. Unlike at a urinal with another person, it is alou- <laughs> you are allowed to cross the streams, and that's
2: not gay. <laughs> All right. So nobody's missed one so far. I've... In this one. <laughs> how many times wait excuse me how did they get the cost to fund the ghostbusters ray takes it? out a mortgage a yep. third mortgage that was a good one <laughs> you
1: know, that, good hit daniel good hit <laughs> all right and n- number five easy what is the like i said uh, this is my question from the beginning what is on the card that the guy gets right in the beginning that Bakeman says he gets wrong. Oh no, I'm sorry.
2: Oh, uh, a couple of squiggly lines. Yep. <laughs> actually, it was three though. Yeah, it was. Uh-uh.
1: And actually, that exact quote is wavy lines. Wavy squiggly lines. is yeah. the same. I cannot hit this bell worth a damn.
0: <laughs> yeah, he gives it there, we go. Light, there we go. Really light.
2: All right. All right, your last easy question. Um, we'll go back to early on. Of course, like when I'm writing down the questions, I'm like, oh, there's a good one. Oh, there's a good one. There's a good one. This was a very early one. You should get this one pretty easily. I'm scared about your questions. I'm trying to find the easiest one that I have on <laughs> easies. Um, oh, th- you should get this one. How much did it cost to catch Slimer? How much did they charge for catching Slimer?
1: I think the total was uh, was a total five thousand. Because they had a special, they had a thousand dollar special on proton charging that, that week. That's
2: right. <laughs> it's gonna be four big ones for. <laughs>
1: There you go. Good job. We're having a special this week. All right, me- round two, medium fight. <laughs> All right, you should you should get this one. That's why I put it as medium. What is Dana's apartment number and what floor is it on?
2: Her apartment number because I asked the same damn question. <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty-two o seven. Did I get that?
1: I have twenty-two o six. I'm, I'm older. My eyes might be worse. Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia?
2: No, it says 2206. So I was wrong. Nope. Yep. <laughs> that's close the, enough. It's No, that's wrong. <laughs> what floor? 20 seconds. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The, the answer is in the room yep. number.
2: Oh. Do it again? Yeah. Sorry, it's very low. It is. <laughs> I don't know why. All right. Here we go. When he talks when they uh, basically get kicked out and their grand is taken up, he talks about Stanford and MIT. Wouldn't touch them with a what? Oh, man. Even if you give me the length, I'll accept that. It's a cattle prod. What is the length of it?
1: That's it. I don't know. Uh, i This is a total guess 15 foot? 10. Ah, but should have it would. honestly, my first inclination was get you know, The expression is a ten-foot pole. No one touched that with a ten-foot pole. Yeah. Like, if you would have said ten-foot <laughs> what, I wouldn't have had any kind of guess. Yeah, okay. but but I didn't get any. What I'm just saying like that would have been harder to me to. I didn't remember the cattle prod. All oh, these medium ones are already t- there's flesh <laughs> flying. <laughs> you should get this one since we already asked a question about the same time in the movie. Number seven, round two, medium, second question. <clears throat> What was the interest rate Ray got on his third mortgage?
2: 19%? Correct! Yay.
1: Oh, different noise. <laughs> my inadequate bell skills were not living up. Even at 19% interest, Ray, it'll run you 98000 on interest alone for the first... first year? I think so. Yeah, or, first year. Or, or, or yeah.
2: There
1: okay. Were of, there were a lot of figures thrown
2: around <laughs> in this film. All right, here is my second medium question. Oh, Louie... Is celebrating his party that he's going to have is celebrating how many years of him being an accountant?
1: I remember him say. I remember him saying, telling her,
2: blank year as an accountant. Is
1: it sixth? Nope. Ah.
2: It's Fourth.
1: No. <laughs> I remember him saying that. I usually I don't I don't invite clients or I don't invite friends. I just invite clients. That way I can write it off as a business a text, meeting and yeah. save money. <laughs> Y'all. Alrighty. Number three medium. Where does Ray tell them to aim at on Gozer? Aim for the oh flat top. Ding ding ding
2: ding! <laughs> Yay! Survey says. All right. <laughs> oh okay. This one might should have been put for easy because I really think you're gonna get this. I don't know. <laughs> when Ray was young and he used to, you uh, God, he used to cook Stay Puff Marshmallows. Mm-hmm. On the fire at camp what? Wak- Wakanda? Yay! I, I, I almost <laughs> asked that one. I was like,
1: I think that might be a little too obvious as like a question. Yeah, that might have been a shit easy one, but she still got it,
2: so good enough.
1: I didn't know it until I watched I didn't. I would not have remembered it except for having watched it last <laughs> night and been like, I should like, I wrote it down like, that could be a question. Good job. All righty. All right, uh, let's see. Number nine. What is on Dana's counter directly next to the eggs?
2: If you're looking at the camera, to the right or to the left? To the left. Literally yeah. almost touching the eggs. Steak puff marshmallow. That is correct. <laughs> to the right, I believe was lettuce, lettuce or, um, or romaine, romaine, romaine lettuce. lettuce. <laughs> double double rainbow. <laughs>
1: wow. Okay.
2: <laughs> what floor was haunted at the hotel? I believe that was 12. At the Sedgwick
1: Hotel. Nice. <laughs> somebody, saw, somebody saw a cockroach on 12. Right. I thought it was medium. Maybe. All right. I really, hu- you should know this. Like, I'm honestly gonna be disappointed if you don't, if you didn't catch medium. this. Medium. No, but I mean, it's like, 50- this this should be easy <laughs> for you. But I put it as medium on the offshoot chance you looked away for a split second or you didn't know this. Okay. What actor lets the Ghostbusters out of jail to see the mayor?
2: Oh, that would be Regin- Reginald Vail Johnson, who is known for his iconic added? role as Carl the- Winslow. Exactly, Carl Otis Winslow. You know. Family matters. <laughs>
1: one of your favorite TV shows
2: yeah. we're doing yeah. pretty well man <laughs> oh right. we just wait
0: <laughs> just wait yeah
2: okay here's still my still on medium yeah this is the last medium last question. medium for me what does the cop call Walter Peck when Peck like tells you need to arrest him officer oh uh he's like he do calls job, him a certain something job certain name
1: Pencil head? You got it. I'll give you Ah. that. It's pencil
2: neck. Okay. But I'll give you that, definitely. I knew
1: it. I I, I remember that exact moment, but I couldn't... Pencil head was the first thing that came to mind.
2: Okay. Now we get to the hardest. Okay. Now... Like, this first one, I don't think you're going to get. Like, the first one I'm going to ask you.
1: I mean, I think Hmm. you're going to... Okay, there's five hard questions. I think there's a high chance you might know two of them, but I I think there's three that they're going to be total guesses. Okay. There's one I know that if you get... There's one of them that if you get I will be shocked that you paid that much attention you recognized it okay okay anyway uh, number 11 round 3 hard fight mm-hmm. what is the Ghostbusters telephone number 555 five, five. I know this one 2863 very close 2368 <laughs> oh see ya uh, sort of and I was I, and we, were, I we watched the music too. video before we did the podcast I know, and they actually I it. showed it in the movie I had to pause it because it's yeah. so quick in the video I'm go, like I holy shit that, it. It, they're still showing it <laughs> hope he doesn't remember it if he didn't know that question. i
0: tried to but I apparently i didn't it. get it almost
1: you were very close very close like closer than if you asked me that question i wouldn't like if i just watched and you asked me that question i would not have gotten it i had to pause it i, saw, <laughs> I knew it was 555 it's a movie number mm. yeah and i was like what two th- uh shit rewind pause
2: so th- i just flipped a couple of
1: numbers on that see one. i thought yeah.
0: it was uh 2336 but i guess i was seeing the eight wrong mm-hmm. but you said 86 uh
2: 2368 eight. Oh 68 mm-hmm. okay Alrighty. Well, Alright. Right. Oh, here get, we go. If you get this, you're you're amazing. Oh shit. This would should be considered going very for your amazing hard. title. What is the name of the hall where Vinkman and Ray do their psychological studies or their paranormal? I studies? I wrote this
1: down as a possible question. It was some with a W. No wait. It was some with a W. I believe. You're right. It starts with a W. Oh my God. <laughs> I did. I don't know it, but I wrote it down. It was. I want to say a w a i'm trying to like think of it wasn't wakanda that was the camp it was
2: uh i believe it'll get me through the night Is
1: That a Dream. <laughs> you're, you're i know you're trying to give me a hand I, I know i can see That's the weaver oh weaver yeah oh. <laughs> I don't even. Th- I was thinking somebody would dream for me. I want to go back
2: and hear my voice because I-, I thought I did pretty well. You with maintained that song. the note. I think it was <laughs> yeah. very. It was a very good notation. I, I, I was proud of it. And
1: uh, do you remember the room number they were in? It was on the door when they came back Ooh, from the library. I have No clue. I wrote that down because I have my I have all my trivia questions. I wrote yeah. when we're done. I'll, I'll ask you like some of the ones that I didn't use. I would have. No but that clue. was. I think it was like. no, the two two o six was her number. It was something like. It was very similar to her room number. Mm.
2: Anyway, Weaver, Weaver, yeah. <laughs> And it was a W word. And that was one that I never saw once before. I was like, oh. So I paused it and <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Okay. Number 12, hard. In the end of the movie, when they talk about... Or no, I'm sorry, in the middle of the movie, they talk about what crossing the streams would do. Egon gives a very detailed analysis. Like, imagine every bottle, molecule of your body at, expanding at the speed of light. I'm not looking for that. What is the simple explanation that Ray gives after Egon has his ten-sentence explanation for what crossing the streams would do? Egon says this whole little tirade, and then Ray goes, blah, 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 blah. So the the, uh, qu- the question wait. is, what is the simple explanation for what crossing cro- crossing? crossing the streams would cause?
2: The, it's, it's either two things. Is it the end of life as we know it? That's the end of Egon's explanation. Okay. Uh, is it total protonic reversal?
1: That's close enough. Total plutonic reversal. Plutonic, okay. Good
2: job. Okay. They say that like one time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is fun. <laughs> we should do this more often. <laughs> God, I had the apartment number as a hard question. <laughs>
1: they showed it, like, I thought it mm. would be hard too, but then they showed it, like, yeah. and it goes to the door, like, the whole, are you the key master? Slams the
2: door repeatedly. Here's a very, a very quick one, and you just have to remember mm. spoken word. What's the librarian's name? Alice. Yeah, yeah, that was quick. I right was game. gonna. I was one I thought about asking. <laughs> Good job. It didn't take long at all. Okay. Now this is
1: a, similar to that. It's the name is mentioned very quickly. What is the name of the apartment building's designer?
2: The architect.
1: Yeah, the architect.
2: Evo Shandor. Very
1: good. <laughs> okay, bonus. This is not on my list, but what is the book that Egon finds that out in? Um, they mentioned the book name twice. Yeah. And they mentioned it a lot in the
2: cartoon Tobin Spirit Guide. Excellent. Bonus point. <laughs> we know Ghostbusters. A lot more than Willow. The question <laughs> you were asking on Willow, we we're like, what the hell? Um, I hope you get this. I do too. Uh, <laughs> uh, when Janine is talking about her activities that she likes to do what sport activity does she enjoy i remember that scene she also enjoys this i like reading and in my spare time also playing racquetball
1: good job (laughs) (laughs) i had to think really hard (laughs) print is dead (laughs) okay this is this is a hard like i'll like you would have to have been paying attention For the split second, this is like, this will be ultra hard. If you literally get this, you win every trivia contest we ever do on this show. (laughs) Like, seriously. Now, did you watch this with your wife? Today? Like, when or when you watched it recently? Not really. Okay, because she might have, like, said, oh, that's so-and-so. No. Okay. During Lewis's party, as he's taking the uh, coats from the Ted and Annette or whatever their name was when they walk in, and he tells who they are. And he th- right before he throws the coats on top of one of the demon dogs, there is a stand there and it has the bust of a famous person on that stand. Who is the famous person that Lewis has in his apartment? Is it mm. Marilyn
2: Monroe? Negative. Oh, okay.
1: I'll give you another guess. That was a good guess. You're very <laughs> close. Um, you are so close.
2: Is it Mimi Vander or whatever her name is? I don't know who you're talking about. Oh. JFK. <laughs> that's bust. why you were so
1: close with Monroe. Uh, the bust of JFK. Oh, it's like it's literally like it's a split second thing. This was like my like this is the question that I mentioned before. Like this is you had to like. Yeah. I only noticed it because I was looking for shit in the background. I got you. Like that's the only reason I noticed hey. it. That one was tough. I mean, like I said, that's like a PhD level. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you had, you had to look forward to see it. I know the hardness, the difficulty of that one. <laughs> yeah that's a tough one. Oh, now you're looking at me with daggers
2: <laughs> I kind of ruined a question of my own that would would have been really hard but I kind of gave the I gave the answer because that's what made me think it was Monroe is because there's a poster where they do their little psychological mm-hmm, of Marilyn Monroe, of Marilyn Monroe. I, did, I would ask that question but
1: okay, spe- okay this is a question I didn't ask because I thought it was too hard in that same office, over Venkman's left shoulder, on his desk, there's a piggy bank. What does the piggy bank say? I
2: have no clue.
1: I love New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like I said, when I, the, I didn't look at the main action in the movie. I was looking in the background. What is something stupidly difficult? <laughs> <laughs> that if you knew that, yeah. You might get this, because it's spoken. Okay, this is my last question.
2: Oh, I thought it was my turn.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I yeah. was just telling oh, you. Oh, I'm it, sorry. Yeah. I thought that was a... Okay, go ahead.
2: My two, mistake. One, two, three... <laughs> Or, no, this is my last one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's your turn. Well, i okay. got one question left, and okay. I went first. Well, that's weird, because <laughs> I asked the name of the, where Vinkman and Ray did the psychology work out of mm-hmm. I asked the librarian's name. Mm-hmm. Oh, the apartment number is under hard, but we didn't do it, yeah. What sport, hobbies, racquetball, <coughs> and I poster on, oh, you're right, I got two left, so I'll just use one of my mediums, because oh. okay. I have extras. <laughs> Okay, so here's one of my mediums. How much did the car cost?
1: 4800 Yes. That was one of my not unused questions. <laughs> and one of them was actually going to be how many different things that did Egon uh, Ray say was wrong with it? Oh, but wow. I lost count. I wouldn't have been able to get that. <laughs> he started saying that. I'm like, oh shit, was that four or five? Okay. Now, the last question I think was the hardest question I had. This one, you had to pay attention. But I, don't, I would say not quite as much as for the previous question. Ecto-1 has many lights on it. How many of those lights are red?
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> None?
1: Very close. One? There is. No. One, I'll, I'll, I'll rewound it several times. <laughs> wow. They're all blue yeah. on the top of it, but That's there, for some reason anything. there is one red light on the top. Siren like a spotlight-looking yeah. thing. I Never spotlight. knew that.
2: <laughs> so, you got me on that one. <laughs> all right, my last one. It's pretty hard. Um... Who is Zul worshipped by? Uh, they say
1: several people. Yep. Uh, Who are those all several people? Because somebody says the Babylonians. He's like, no, the uh, Sumerians, I think, is one of them. Yep, that's one. Sumerians, something and something. <laughs> I remember the part where he corrects them. It wasn't the Babylonians.
2: <laughs> well, that was in the jail scene. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But before that, they're like worshipped by the but something, the something, and the something. Y-
2: the part is when they're... When Vinkman goes and sees her outside by that fountain... Yeah. She tells him who he was worshipped by. Because one of them, she gets... One of them, he gets her to say, the Hittites mm-hmm. and the Mesopotamians. So that's it.
1: Yay! We're that. all that was, winners! That was nice. Okay, now, real quick, because I think these, this is this is fun. But uh, here's some of the questions I didn't use. I'll throw at you real quick. Of course, mm-hmm. one was going to be, actually, that I've written down. How much did it cost for the proton charging? Which was part of your question. Which was 1000 in the beginning, when the librarians walking down the hallway, how many books float across? Three. Correct. Mm. Okay. What building is Dr. Venkman working in? Oh, the room number two hundred five A on the door when they come oh, back in before the dean kicks him out. The piggy bank one, blah blah blah, wavy lines. I use that one. What time did the library haunting occur? Ray says it when he says when he busts in while Venkman's talking to the chick.
2: Damn. At so and so
1: blah 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 Eastern is Standard Time eight. No, that's when Invictus wanted to meet the chick for a date. I was just about to say <laughs> eight o'clock. Uh, I don't know 1.40 p.m. Uh, I wouldn't have got that. When they walk up to the library, there's a guy selling something outside the library in the background. It's like shown for like two seconds. What is he selling? <laughs>
2: um, I don't know
1: flowers. Again, like that. I didn't use some of these because I thought it was too too anal. <laughs> uh, what saint did her uncle? the librarian say her uncle thought he was? Jerome. Correct, which is the patron saint of librarians. Yeah, nice. Uh, when they run out of the museum, who was the last one out?
2: Um, Lewis. The gun on that one. Oh, the museum. I'm thinking when oh, everything you are, yeah, when they, you are yeah. right At that part, you are right. But the museum, <laughs> Bankman's
1: right? the last one. Uh, did the interest rate one, Dana's Dang. apartment, the phone number. <laughs> <No one pisses laughs> how, me how much Ecto-1 was I had that Listen, one? Listen, What is Egon eating while they go over Dana's case? It's the same, it's uh, where him and Ray are sitting on the couch and Venkman's, uh, it's okay. I believe you. Or I don't believe in that either. Egon's eating a name brand food. A
2: certain type of cereal? Close. Oh, no,
1: no, no. cheese its Yep. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, what does Dana say Dr. Venkman is more like than a scientist?
2: Um,
1: You're more like a...
2: A newsman? Game show host. Game show host.
1: Damn. Close enough. They're all the same to me. Now, this one was another background where like you had to pay attention to the background. As they're walking into the Sedgwick Hotel, they go, hey, Anybody see a ghost? That scene. Across the street from the Sedgwick Hotel, there's two businesses. Can you name either one of them? I honestly, I only wrote down one because the other one just like says cleaners. The so, other one is Gotham Travel. Wouldn't have got it. Uh, I did the What Florida Somebody Say. They saw a cockroach, which was 12. Same one Slimer was on. When they're in the elevator testing the proton pack or turning it on for the first time, there's a sign above their head. What does it say? No smoking.
2: Very good. The reason I remember that is because the dude that's going up on the elevator says he'll do it next is smoking a big cigar. So.
1: <laughs> How did Venkman feel after getting slimed?
2: I feel... I feel so... So... Oh, I should get this one. I, f- I feel so... What's it start with? F. Funky. Yep.
1: Let's say to the platonic reversal... Uh, they cost when they say when they're holding the trap with slime in it they say it's two things they say it's something 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 or
2: real nasty one like that type yeah
1: uh, he, right before he says that
2: free roaming
1: vapor that's right mm. class 5 free roaming vapor how long was the Twinkie was it, was 35
2: it, and a half foot
1: that's right uh what is in the jar that Lewis sniffs as Vince Clotha very good <laughs> bitch what did he put on his <laughs> face uh pizza very good <laughs> what was the Bible verse that Reagan Winston quote in the
2: car? Revelations, I don't know the...
1: 712. Yeah. Yeah, you did not camp Wakanda. Uh, what is the name of the electric company that shuts off the power? It's on the dude's helmet and his
2: van nah, outside. I should remember this, but I have no clue.
1: Con Edison. I should remember that. I asked Evo Shandor what you got right. Reginald L. Johnson. <laughs> there is a sign on the mayor's desk that says something. Three words. Yeah. No... And the only reason I pay attention to it is because on my desk I have a sign that says only three words that I got from the Ronald Reagan Museum, but it's not the same is it, thing. Is it something religious? What well, could be? But it's not like doesn't say like Ezekiel 25:17 after it's it or anything. It's not like
2: God help us or something? no. Okay, it's okay. three
1: words, but it's a uh, be not afraid.
2: Hmm.
1: What does Vinkman say? Ray is uh, Vinkman says Ray is the what of the Ghostbusters? Right before they go up into the fight Gozer, I say Ray stands, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, the blank of the Ghostbusters.
2: I have no clue the heart the heart
1: and my last question that I didn't already ask, how much does Winston make in a year?
2: I know it's not worth another five a year. <laughs> I don't know how much he makes you're a close
1: year. he's actually said it's not worth eleven five a year
2: that's what he says. Wow, I, I even turned on because
1: I asked all My wife I was like, uh, "Did you say he made eleven five a year?" She's like, "I don't know." Rewind. I'm like,
2: "I thought he was saying it's not worth another five a year." Who?
1: The subtitles that's themselves, nice. eleven five.
2: No, no, I'm, I'm I not would, disagreeing with you. you know, I just that's not never a much. That's not
1: that. a lot these days. But mm-hmm. I mean, in '84, I'm sure that was a bit better than it is today. especially but make that much to be a Ghostbuster, especially Hell if yeah. you're charging
2: five grand for just one little thingy. They talked. They talked about having free repeaters and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, shit. They go, they're making some money. I think so. Scooch.
1: Well, that was a a ton of fun. All righty. Wrap up the podcast now. In the real world, around this time again, Ghostbusters released on June 8th, 1984. Excuse me. On June 4th, Bruce Springsteen released his album Born in the USA, which spawned the classic single Born in the USA. And I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Dancing in the Dark was on that album too, the video where he's shaking it with Courtney Cox.
2: I never liked Springsteen.
1: Really? Yep. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but I like, you know, he has some songs that I like you know my
2: I mean I know like, I have his greatest hits style, I'll put it to you that way in the USA, but just not a what about his uh,
1: theme song from Philadelphia that's my favorite song he ever did how's it go we're and weary, I can my head and remember what she said in the streets of
2: Philadelphia I guess I don't really have
1: that's my favorite song by a lot honestly but uh well, yeah some good stuff I mean I'm, like I said I'm not a you know, he's not one of my favorites, but yeah. he's know, not I was my greatest boss. Greatest hits album, put it that. <laughs> <laughs> he's still rocking though, you know. Yeah. When you give it to him. He's still going. Here's a little clip of it. We'll play it while we're going over it. And on June sixth, I got to read this name name a little bit better. Uh, the creator of Tetris, Alexei... Viminov? Pagit creates Tetris in Liminolf. the USSR. Uh, Nintendo released it. Didn't release it on the NES and Game Boy until 1989, but it was invented shortly. Uh, 2 days before Ghostbusters was released in theaters Tetris was invented <laughs> comrade vodka for all mm-hmm. And then on uh June 8th the uh, same day that Ghostbusters released unfortunately for the people in Barnveld Wisconsin there was a deadly F5 tornado that destroyed practically the entire town killed 9 people and injured nearly 200 and causing over 25 million in
2: damage in 1984 dollars. so, so it's That not was for a tornado because you wouldn't think it would be that widespread Sepa F5s huge I mean, well according to Bill but, Paxton and Helen Hunt it's like the most dangerous one there is I mean when you you know but you can drive a so truck into but, it with Dorothy yeah and watch them fly you're that close but yet you don't get I hate Twister
1: I love man. Bill Paxton that movie is so stupid I
2: like some of the special effects for the reason oh I mean all, that's yeah. the, I mean
1: that's it's, it's gorgeous looking yeah. but that movie is I hate Helen Guy Hunt I hate all. her because of that movie mm-hmm. Bill Paxton's awesome in it Carrie Ellis is an awesome asshole but that movie is so
2: bad but just the lines. Wasn't the, that the, the start of Philip Seymour Hoffman? I think so. Yeah, because he, yeah. uh, he was Blair the dude wearing the Van Halen. Yeah. yeah, I'm the
1: stereotypical stoner rocker with the long hair and stuff, whatever. But uh, I usually don't go too far away from. I try to keep the fact, the real world stuff, close to the release date. But this was uh, June 25th, uh, which was a little less than uh, 20 days after the release of Ghostbusters. Prince released Purple Rain, his seminal album, which also was the soundtrack for the movie, which was released around the same time. And still remains to this day, in my opinion, the best thing he ever did. No, mm. Bat Dance did not eclipse Purple Rain or <laughs> Darling Nikki. So, that was the real world. That's the way it was. June 8th, 1984. So, good episode. I like it. That was fun. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on Ghostbusters? I,
2: if I was to give it a score, i give it a 9. Oh, yeah, I forgot
1: about that. Oh, that's actually mm-hmm. the next part here on my little sheet.
2: i give it a 9.3. Wow. I love this movie. This movie's fantastic. Oh, I agree. Uh...
1: I would say you know nine point five. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's uh, there's I, there's really nothing I don't like about the movie. But like you said, I do agree. There's not there's such thing as a perfect movie. But to me, there are movies that I would give a ten because they are, in my opinion, the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. If so you compare speak. it to
2: others. Yeah, yeah. But this
1: one is, to me, if to say like I mentioned before, to say it's my favorite comedy. You know, anything less than a nine point five would be yeah. blasphemous. And uh and like you said, I mean. Uh, and we with, we haven't done this a lot on the, on the podcast since like the first few episodes. How it, how going into a discussion of how well things hold up, which you touched on earlier on, and it does. Like even the effects. Uh, I mean, at some some points, you know, you can they're a little fuzzy, <laughs> a little animated, so to speak, but it still looks so good. I mean, everything in this movie still looks so great. It's still fun to watch. It It, it could have been made yesterday, yeah. I think. I think it would... That's uh, fair some, to say.
2: I wish something like this would come out today.
1: Well, I mean, mm. okay, and of course, I won't be right in the podcast either but talking about they're still saying three's gonna happen, mm-hmm. which I hope so. And uh, last I heard, Bill Murray is still not confirmed, uh, which really sucks. But uh, I mean, for, but which doesn't make sense, though, because he appeared like on some awards show dressed... I think it was on Spike TV or something. He appeared dressed as Vanekman, you know, like which I assume. Oh, this must be a sign because they're doing. (laughs) You know, I mean, I understand he wants to be a serious actor now, which he is. He's proven that. That doesn't mean you can't do comedy. You know, Mm. I mean, Tom Hanks proved you know coming from *Bosom Buddies* and *Big* to you know *Saving Private Ryan* and *Forrest Gump*, and then still doing comedies in between. You know, I mean, that's not something that uh, I would say he should forget about. So. I really hope they make a Ghostbusters 3. I hope Bill Murray is in it just so they have the whole cast back and it could be a trilogy. I'd love to have the Ghostbusters trilogy because uh, I like 2 but you know, it, 2 doesn't compare to me at all really to the first one. Uh, I mean I love like I said the courtroom scene that's vintage Ghostbusters. The uh, the Vigo part was cool and, that, and the second one that freaked me out too when he takes control of that dude.
2: I, I haven't seen it probably twice. Really? I don't remember a lot about it at all.
1: Uh, but Part 2 kind of freaked me out. It's like, like geez, that's kind of weird Like as a kid. But, uh, I mean, you, you can't compare to the original. Mm. And not that I think the third one will, but, I mean, with the success we've seen of them adding another installment of the Rambo franchise with Sylvester Stallone and Rocky and a new Die Hard with Live Free Your Die Hard, which I thought was amazing, way better than With a Vengeance, in my opinion, uh, there is a precedent that, not counting King of the Crystal Skull, but there is a precedent set that, you know, instead of rebooting a movie, you can make another one installment in it today while the the cast is still available, so to speak. And it could be worthwhile and a worthy entry in the series in my opinion. So hopefully they get it together. But even if they can't get uh, Bill Murray, if Ramis and uh, Dan Aykroyd and um, Ernie Hudson are up for it, well, that's fine. So hopefully he'll come around. Or I hate for them to just write him out and say that he's famous now and not you know, Bankman got famous and went off and got drunk, and mm-hmm. he's a rich person now. Maybe they'll throw him in as a, maybe he'll be a surprise in the movie. Maybe mm. they're doing this so when he, he's in the movie, he comes out and, oh, hell yeah. So we'll see what happens, but I do hope they make it. I'd love to have a Ghostbusters trilogy. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, we are part of the Awesome Podcast Network, which includes two other... Yeah <laughs> Bonus points! Uh, includes two other great podcasts that help pass the day at work, especially, or if you're on a road trip. One being Geekly Dose with Tim Bridgewater and Steven O'Sentelli, and they're going to be recording a new episode very shortly, so keep your ears open for that. They cover everything geek, so uh, and that's actually a good source for when they do announce stuff about Ghostbusters 3. I'm sure it'll be mentioned on the podcast, because uh, I'm pretty sure they like it just as much as we do. And there's also another one.
2: Uh, there's Duo Attack, which is Jesse Sidgley and Justin Owens. Um had... An episode not too long ago. Uh, Jesse, y'all have any information on if y'all are doing planning another one soon?
0: Yeah, it's kind of a. Um, Sorry, Jesse has a bit at, of a cold, guys. Sir. Oh, they don't know me. <laughs> this is how I always sound.
2: Are you not yeah. Batman?
0: This is how I always sound. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, yeah we'll be doing an girl. episode <laughs> at some point. I love you. Time.
2: Well, we look forward to it, definitely. Yes, mm-hmm. welcome to another duo <laughs> attack let me guess those Batman <laughs> you really can't imitate superheroes you know like on
1: a podcast except Batman I mean I guess Hulk like oh welcome to the podcast it's going to be smashingly good Smashing. <laughs> I don't know it's going
0: <laughs> to be smashing you can always
1: tell when somebody's imitating Batman
2: I don't true really,
1: so true I can't even think of another one what's another superhero you could imitate
2: I could do Peter Parker
1: hi I'm Peter mm. Parker I'm a dork <laughs> yeah. now I'm Spider-Man I don't know that's oh, Darth yeah. Vader yeah. Well, yeah, (laughs) that works.
0: Especially if you got two people. Yeah, Yeah.
1: one, two. Daniel, did you like my movies? Yes. I very much so. Am your former roommate? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Spaceballs, by the way? Yeah. Okay, not once. Okay, good. That's gonna be a good one once is not enough for that no, film no it's not but also guys if you want to drop us a line uh, any of the podcasts on Awesome Podcast Network we're all on the same Facebook page just uh, look up Awesome Podcast Network on Facebook drop us a line there we like to post uh, the upcoming uh, movies we're doing uh, start a discussion on there and also if you want to reach us anything we got wrong anything we didn't do right or anything any suggestions you have for us to watch or add to the show by all means hit us up at 80s srevisited at gmail.com uh, we always love to hear from our fans, so we appreciate it. And then next week, we will be continuing our horror movie theme here on the show. It'll be our, uh, that's our, it'll be our fourth horror movie. we got one left after that, I believe. No, two. Yeah, one left after that, because that'll be on Halloween. Uh, but next week, we're going, much like last week, we did The Shining, a real horror movie. Next week is a pure horror movie. Well, I guess I would say more so sci-fi horror. We're going to be doing the Jeff Goldblum classic, The Fly, Ooh. also starring a young Gina Davis. Ow. but uh, you haven't mm. seen that one at all correct nope oh, know good. Any so uh, anything about it you listened to last week uh, Daniel never saw The Shining either and I think that was a really good episode a really good discussion about that film so we'll have another good one next week for the fly so until next week everybody I am Trey Harris and I'm Daniel San Angelo
2: Jesse Sedgley
1: Cowabustin' makes me feel good
2: I can't continue after that <laughs> <laughs> that was so good <laughs>
0: awesome podcast network's facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network and follow us on twitter at awesome podcasts